0: Law financial advisory group accepts any liability for the use of the information discussed opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security please consult your financial professional before making any investment decision before you start planning your retirement party make sure you've got your retirement plan you can never be too prepared for life after work, and we're here to help. This is Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ.
1: Welcome to the Retirement Ready Show. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner. we got Brad hey. here today, Brad Allen. we got a great topic for everybody this afternoon, and it's something I think, Brad, we all think about, sometimes brings about some uncomfortable topics, but things that are important to consider whether you're in retirement or rapidly approaching that um, chapter of life if you will and that's health wealth and happiness and and I think really the three go hand in hand it's something I think we end up focusing a lot about wealth and money and running out of money and Mm. you know important stuff in retirement but health and and happiness are are certainly a a part of that Uh, in our college classes in fact we talk about you know being happy in retirement try to you know, meet those goals and find out what's important to you. But, you know, if retirees really want to achieve all three, I think it's important that they act now to protect their health and their wealth. And we want to give folks an idea or a few ideas, if you will, on how to accomplish that. So,
2: Brad, how is health tied to our wealth? Well, a new study shows having, health, uh, having wealth and suddenly losing it can be hazardous to your health. You know, researchers found that people who lost at least 75% of their wealth in a short period of time had a 50% increased risk of death within the next two decades. Wow. So a sudden loss of wealth can have a significant impact on a person's physical health because of the stress related to it, you're always thinking about it, but also on a person's mental health as well with an increased risk for anxiety, depression, or even substance abuse. So a loss of wealth can can aggravate, aggravate uh, physical problems and may also affect a person's health by skipping expensive medical procedures or maybe leaving prescriptions unfilled while no one can predict your future. There there are things you can do to protect that nest egg from major losses going forward.
1: Yeah, I think that's a major concern a lot of folks have, you know, in particular risk in retirement, right? I mean, we get that quite a bit. How much risk is appropriate? Do I have too much risk? And it's really kind of a, a changing time period in most of our clients' lives because, you know, many folks invested their entire lives, or are really good savers, maybe they were diligent about having that budget, thinking about the future, maybe they even managed their own 401k so are comfortable with risk, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people went through the big losses in 2000, 2001, 2002, you know, pretty dramatic time period, a little scary for a lot of folks. And then, you know, we had a decent recovery period for a number of years and then we get walloped again in 2008. Fact there was about a 16 month period there where the market you know about cut in half and most of the retirees we're talking to today you know are still bringing up those two big loss periods even though they were you know over a decade old and. You know, I think the mindset when you're working is hey, I'm taking on this risk, but I'm okay with it. I know I'm on this roller coaster. There's going to be periods of corrections, but I'm adding money to it. I have income from work to cover my bills. So it's just kind of a let it go and it'll recover. But then suddenly we land in retirement and now it's about hey, I need this money, Right. right? I mean, we talk a lot about that three legged stool in retirement and, you know, creating your income with your pension, Social Security, and the third leg is that nest egg. So, Now is the time that I've saved all these years, right? Mm -hmm. I made the sacrifices. I passed up on some of those things I might have wanted to purchase. And now we're going to start to supplement income and retirement. There's nothing wrong with that. That's why it's there. But the dilemma becomes if I've taken on too much risk Mm -hmm. and we go into a big correction or a down period, and now, you know, maybe our investments have dropped in value. So now, you know, it's that old adage, right? We want to buy low and sell high. Well, now things are low, so we don't want to touch it, but I have to, Mm -hmm. right? I don't get the luxury to say, well, I'm not going to pay the mortgage or real estate tax bill is due. I'm going to skip that. Or We Energies is out. They're not getting paid (laughs) this month. I'm going to wait for things to recover. We don't any longer have that luxury. So now risk becomes a lot more important. Some really interesting numbers, I think, that show, you know, with the same average rates of return, if you lose early on in retirement it can be catastrophic and then we end
2: up running out of money and maybe that affects our our, our health as well. Yeah, you always talk about that three legged stool and, and you know a lot of retirees that are they're coming into retirement today, they never had that pension. They didn't have the the ability to rely on a pension when they get to retirement. So they're always thinking about the two thousand ones, the two thousand eights. Maybe when that happened back back when that did they had plenty of time to make that back but now they're in retirement they're thinking about you know how much income do I have coming in this really counts now and it just becomes a little bit more real yeah I, I think that's a great point and, and you know folks
1: just really need to it, it, again it's not necessarily about uh, eliminating risk it's just about finding the right appropriate level of risk and you know it's gonna be different for everybody and instead of approaching it emotionally, is there a way we can approach it You know, with data and with numbers? And that's why we use some of the tools we have where folks come in, we analyze your risk, you get assigned a risk score, and then we'll take a look at your portfolio. And sometimes those numbers line up, sometimes they don't. But for folks who have questions on this topic or any topic, we always welcome you to email those in at radio at wealthwisconsin.com. That's radio at wealthwisconsin.com. We love to address your questions on the air here and encourage you to, to send those in. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ.
0: Getting you ready to sail into the sunset. This is Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ.
1: Welcome back to the Retirement Ready Show. I'm certified financial planner Tony Drake with Brad Allen and Today we're talking about health, wealth and happiness, how they're tied together and some interesting data about how actually running out of money or risk to your wealth, or you know, what we refer to as longevity, that big mm-hmm. question that everybody asks, Do I have enough money? Am I gonna be okay? How that is actually, you know, pretty statistically tied to our, our health as well and some of the, the negative effects that can happen from that. And Brad, we were talking before the break about risk. Right. you know, and, and just about being smart about risk. And, and again, I mentioned, it's not about eliminating that risk, but it, it's about, it's really, I think, historically been this kind of difficult concept, right? You sit across from an advisor and advisor, says, oh, you have enough money, you're just fine. Or, you know, I want you to invest in this. And right out of the bat, it, it's, you know, this conversation about this mutual fund or this stock or this hot new money manager, or my average rate of return. And, I think those are all important conversations, but I think sometimes a little bit misguided or misdirected, you know, how could I possibly begin to talk to you about what particular investments until I know, what does this big word retirement mean for you? Mm-hmm. You know, is it working in a garage on your bike? Is it, you know, working in a garden, playing with the grandkids, traveling the world? And what are you comfortable with from a risk perspective? You know, you and I have clients that come in today and said, at risk business, Tony, you know, been there, done that. You know, I know I'm going to give up a lot of earning potential, but I like guarantees at this stage in my life. We have other clients that are really comfortable on the roller coaster of risk, right? So it's about figuring that out and determining what level you're comfortable with
2: yeah and it comes down to a bunch of different things. you know a lot of people will hold off and taking social security, maybe so they don 't want to be as aggressive because they know they 're pulling money out of the market now. You know others will say i 'm taking social security, I have a pension, I have enough income coming in every single month. I can afford to be aggressive over here because I really don 't have to touch it until the government starts making me at seventy and a half. So it's just everybody that walks through the door is different and has a different scenario but you want to you know tailor that plan to, to what you're looking for and what you're planning on doing going forward
1: yeah i think you you bring up a great point it's about having that risk that you're comfortable with not your advisor not what a manual you know and you and i got trained way back when is saying it, it's about you know coming up with a level that's comfortable for the client and everybody has that different pain threshold right mm-hmm. where they say boy, if I lost this much, I'm calling panicked and saying go to cash. Well, if we don't have your risk set properly, that's about the worst time to go to cash because we're just locking in losses, right? So it's about, you know, stress testing. And that's where I think these tools come into play because, you know, I really, when I teach classes to other advisors, I like to eliminate this conversation where someone says, oh, you know, Bob, Mary, you're just fine. Don't worry about it, Mm -hmm. right? Or, you know, why are you panicking? The markets go down. They always come back up. Well, maybe you're panicking for a good reason, and, and you know that's just a part of your personality, what you're comfortable with. So, that ought to be set long before we hit that point of panic, right? So, these tools nowadays, I think, allow us to set a risk level that you're comfortable with. Then we can analyze your current situation and say, okay, am I aligned with that? And oftentimes, we find folks come in and maybe you know, out of a hundred, their risk is at twenty-five, but their portfolio is at a sixty. So then, the question lends itself. Why are you invested more than double the risk you say you're comfortable with? Now, it doesn't mean anything's on fire, doesn't mean anything has Mm -hmm. to change, but it gives us a way to quantify it and look at it with math and data to say, okay, there's a little disconnect here statistically, so what do we do to address that? Do we do nothing and just say, okay, I'm comfortable with that? And then we can stress test it, meaning we can take that portfolio at a risk level of 60 and say... In a great market, we're going to get rewarded with the higher risk, but in a down period, we're going to get stung, and are we okay with that? And if the answer is yes, it's great news. But if it's not, then we have to address it
2: yeah and you go through a period of time where where the market's going up and down right now and you know a lot of the the clients that we work with we've stress tested you know it, good periods of the market like 2013 or 2008 when the market drops substantially so that when you're going through these ups and downs it's not as stressful uh anymore because you plan for it you know what it looks like you know what the plan is going forward even if the market drops we have a plan for that we know what we're going to do next Yeah, that's the big
1: part, I think, because then, you know, we know market corrections happen, they're coming, we just don't know when and to what severity. But then when those happen, we can say, okay, we've tested for this, right? Mm -hmm. We've figured out how we're going to generate income in good market periods, bad market periods. So, you know, coming back to our topic here, then we have statistically a much lower risk of running out of money, running out of wealth which we're now finding really affects our health long-term. Right. So that becomes a really important factor. These are the kind of topics, Brad, we talk about at our classes. We have some great classes coming up in June. Sorry, folks, we're all filled up for May. But we're going to be out in Delafield at the Water Street Brewery. You can always see the upcoming schedule at WealthWisconsin.com. That's wealth wisconsin.com on june 19th and 20th we do need folks to register ahead of time they Mm -hmm. do fill up and pretty quickly i think we're about pretty
2: quick yeah yeah,
1: i think we're about halfway there so if you're interested come on out we'd love to see you talk to you about the new tax bill and, and making sure we don't run out of money you're listening to the retirement ready show on wtmj
0: getting you ready for retirement the right way this is retirement ready with tony drake on wtmj Thanks for spending your afternoon
1: with us. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. I'm Tony Drake with Drake and Associates, certified financial planner with Brad Allen today discussing a great topic and that's how are our health and wealth, you know, kind of connected. A lot of new data Brad out about, you know, when folks run out of money, have risk of running out of money, maybe their risk level was too high and, mm-hmm. you know, really get stung in retirement with a big period of loss how that really directly affects our, our health as well. Um, so one way, I think, to help protect our wealth and inevitably our health then and answer that big question, you know, really the top question we get in the office, do I have enough money,
2: am I gonna be okay, is diversification. Yeah, you know, most people have access to 401ks or other employer-sponsored retirement accounts, but it's important to diversify your investments. Diversification is one of the, the best tools to protect your money from market volatility. So there's two types of diversification to consider. Uh, The first is your asset allocation, or how much of your portfolio is in each asset class. The closer you get to retirement, the less money you you want to have at risk or you want to start pulling back on the risk, and that's because stocks can be more volatile than other asset classes, making you more susceptible to a loss if the market goes south. Uh, The second type is diversification within each asset class. So, for example, if half of your portfolio is in stocks, be sure that there's some balance there. Consider small cap and large cap stocks, international markets, or a mix of growth-oriented and value-oriented funds. There's ETFs and index funds. The The same goes for bonds. Not all bonds are created equal as well. So you want to try to you know, just build a portfolio that's going to be diversified but also have that balance in there for the good, the bad, the ugly as well.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, sometimes just simply having a conversation with your fiduciary, you know, and that that's, a, I guess, another topic that we talk about quite a bit. But, mm-hmm. you know, the difference between someone who's a fiduciary and someone who's not, I think there's been a lot of great press on this over the last couple of years, and, and folks are becoming more and more educated. And, you know, it's really a time we encourage people to be their own advocates, you know. Use tools, you know, go to the Better Business Bureau, search, see if they you know the advisor, the company in particular has a lot of negative complaints. Uh, you know, folks that have had issues with them. You know, maybe it's a process of. There's some great tools at finra. dot org. Mm-hmm. You know, finra. Brad, walk us through what finra is.
2: So finra. Uh, financial industry regulatory authority. They have a website where you can go on there. Number one, you can do a broker check. You can you can look up your broker, the the company they work for, what what city they're in, and you can see if there's anything on their record. That kind of stuff. Are we are we safe to check your record? Yeah, we safe. Or? Okay. We're safe. Go ahead. ahead. (laughs) Just check him, buddy. (laughs) And then on that same website, they have a button called Tools and Calculators. And once you pull that up, there's something called the Fund Analyzer. And that is a place you can go, you can type in any ticker symbol that's on your statement. You get your quarterly statements, it has all the different funds in there, and it has the little ticker symbols next to each of them. You type that in and it's gonna pull up all the different uh, things in that fund. So it pulls up all the information, how much it made last year, the past 10 years, but it also shows what are the internal fees of that fund. What is the upfront load? Is there a back end load? What kind of commissions are paid to the advisor? All that information is at your fingertips on this website. So when you're trying to be your own advocate, you know, going on there and just looking up what are the internal fees? I know what I'm paying for a management fee, but what are the internal fees of some of these these different funds? And a lot of people would be surprised at how much they're actually paying. Yeah, and a fiduciary conversation I I think is
1: important because, you know, a fiduciary has a really a legal obligation to put your interest ahead of their own. And I think there's a misconception in the industry, and maybe that's getting flushed out a little bit more. Unfortunately, there was a, a rule proposed from the Department of Labor mm-hmm. that anybody that worked with your retirement accounts would have to act as a fiduciary. And that law, for really all intents and purposes, has gotten killed here recently. It was delayed and delayed and delayed, and recently ha- has, for the most part, disappeared. But You still have the option, the availability to work with a fiduciary that does have to put your interest first. Just not all advisors have to do that. So it's a process of of sitting down and simply asking the question, are you a fiduciary? Mm -hmm. And it's a yes or no answer. You know, we've heard stories from clients where people dance around. Well, you know, my company doesn't allow, you know, and this is kind of smoke and mirrors and song and dance. If you start to get that type of answer, I think the answer has probably just been said to you in, in a maybe a foggy way but right. you know really a process I think of saying look you know a fiduciary I in my opinion is important I think you have a right to have someone put your interest in, I mean that's what you're paying them for mm-hmm. so don't be afraid to ask those questions really reach out and find that out you know we'll teach you about this in a lot more a lot of our classes again we have some coming up in June on the 19th and 20th out in Delafield you can find that at wealthwisconsin.com. That's wealthwisconsin.com. Or you can always call the office ahead of time at 414 409 That's 414 Send those questions in. We'd love to address them. We'll answer some questions after the break. You can send those in to radio at wealthwisconsin.com. That's radio at wealthwisconsin.com. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on
0: WTMJ. Preparing you for the ultimate vacation. Here's more of retirement ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ.
1: This is the Retirement Ready show on WTMJ. I'm Tony Drake with Drake and Associates, Certified Financial Planner, and Brad Allen and we're talking about health, wealth and happiness and you know this concept of retirement what does that big word mean for everybody and some really interesting data on how our health is tied to our wealth, a new study showed that you know folks who lost at least seventy five percent of their wealth in a fairly short period of time had a fifty percent increase of some pretty dramatic health situations That's and huge. death in yeah. a pretty short period of time and you know I think it 's that emotional stress and, and that big question: do I have enough money? Am I going to be okay, and how do I address that so we're we 're talking about some ideas on how to protect your wealth, how to protect the longevity of your dollars. So that risk of our, our wealth affecting our health is really dramatically reduced.
2: And one way, Brad, I think is adjusting the risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're near retirement, it's it's critical that your portfolio reflects the stage of life that you're in. The closer you get to retirement, the more important it is that your money is a little bit safer. You want to start pulling back on the risk. You know, if you do suffer losses from a market downturn, you no longer have the time Uh, to recover like you did in your 30s and 40s. That's one thing we give up the closer we get to retirement. So depending on your, your comfort level, your investments can be riskier when you're in your 20s and 30s, but this is the time in your life when you're trying to accumulate and grow your wealth. When you're in your 50s and 60s, the focus should be on preserving that wealth. So as always, you want to keep rebalancing your portfolios. For example, say 55% of your portfolio is in stocks and 45% is in bonds. If those stocks have a good year, the gains could push your portfolio mix to to 60% stocks. And that may be too risky for your age and how close you are to retirement. So you may want to rebalance to move some some of that money back into bonds or, or different assets to kind of balance out that portfolio. So it's best to consult your financial professional, you know, at Drake and Associates when we put a retirement plan together, we're trying to again plan out for the good, the bad, the ugly. We want to put you through the stress test. It's really important to uh to go through the ups and downs so that when that does happen in real life, you're not stressed out as much about it and your health isn't as affected by it.
1: Yeah, and I think, Brad, you bring up a great point. It's just about, you know, having that conversation. Whether you're doing the investments yourself or you're working with an advisor or a fiduciary stockbroker is to talk about really what's my comfort level. And I think this conversation about, you know, at this age you should have this ratio, mm-hmm. you know, that that's really not the case for a lot of people. I mean, we, we have folks that have no risk at all. Right. They just are completely risk adverse. So we're working completely with guaranteed products they can't lose and then we have clients that are pretty high risk and everything in between. I've always argued and, and taught to to my advisors in my classes that, you know, if a client is risk adverse and they've saved enough or maybe their spending is conservative enough that they don't need the returns of a higher risk portfolio, then who am I to try to push them into a, a situation that they're uncomfortable with? Mm-hmm. Are we giving up some potential earning opportunities long-term? Sure, you bet, right? Because a guaranteed product, it has that guarantee that it can't lose, but we're going to give up some of the growth and upside potential. But if we can illustrate a plan that works for them and they sleep better at night, they're happier, they're enjoying their retirement, then that might be a a better plan. Now, maybe financially it's not going to be as rewarding from a return perspective, but that's not always the driving factor for everybody. So. It's about having that conversation, and I think emotional investing is another area that's important to think about. It's really easy to get caught up in your emotions when the market is really crazy. Like, you know, I always talk about, you know, last year, just about every review. Right. Clients would come in and say, you know, Tony, I'm really considering increasing my risk. Okay, that's fine. Let, let's talk about that. And then we talk about what that means on the downside. And they'd say, well, maybe not, right? Because mm-hmm. there's two sides to that coin. But it's really easy in the hot times to want to turn it up or to panic. You know, had a couple months here at the beginning of the year with some increased volatility. And, you know we didn't encourage our clients to get out and now for the most part we're we're back to where we were but you know fear and greed are really the driving forces behind a lot of financial decisions and people get afraid when when you know investments drop and they get greedy when they're up and these type of emotions really cause investors to buy high and sell low which is exactly opposite of what we want to do So reducing, that that's really the effect is gonna be it reduces your overall return. So we want to avoid making emotional decisions based on stock market and what's happening in a moment. What we want to focus on is proper planning that's gonna help you stay the course and know that it has a purpose. It's about having that income plan and really making sure you're sticking to that plan. That part of that plan should be testing your risk, looking at good market periods. So when we go through a downturn, we don't have to panic because mm-hmm. we we've we tested for this right. and we're going to be okay. And when things are high, we don't say, okay, I'm going to get greedy now and chase those huge returns, right? Because we want to, again, stay the course and be smart about our long-term investing. It really comes down to having that financial plan. Yep. We're going to talk a little bit more about why it's important to protect our health. After the break, you're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ.
0: Answering all of your retirement questions on Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Welcome back to the Retirement Ready Show. I
1: want to thank you for spending your Saturday afternoon with us. I know it's a beautiful time of year here finally, Brad, and folks I'm sure are busy and we know you have a lot of choices on what you listen to and where you tune into and we really appreciate you uh, spending some time with us. I'm Tony Drake, certified financial planner with Drake and Associates. Brad Allen here today, and we're talking about health and wealth, how they're tied together. And, and really, the underlying threat is, you know, do I have enough money? Am I going to be okay? And mm-hmm. And for folks that don't plan and run out of money, how that inevitably ends up affecting their health. And, you know, this is an important topic. It's a topic we talk about quite often. And you know, we talk about being an education-first firm, and, and, you know, I always, Brad, I, I got to admit, I feel a little, sometimes I feel like that sounds a little kitschy or yeah. you know. But I, I think it's important. My my point of that, you know, catch line, if you will, is that find somebody that's willing to take the time. We all enter retirement, or we come to this concept of financial literacy, if you will, at different educational levels. Some clients come in very well-versed. I mean, pretty impressive, right? Right you know, they, they, right. I mean, they've really spent some time. They've looked at their budget. They're great with investments. Maybe they've handled their own money their entire life. Other clients come in and say, Tony, this is really overwhelming. This is not my area of expertise. It's not my area of interest. And you know, it's something I need help with. I just don't know what to do. But I think the point is, you know, the point of the education first is to take some time and really make sure the clients understand it. You know, take some time to understand what this word means, what they're trying to accomplish, what their risk levels are, what their fears are. Maybe there's some unique challenges in their family. Maybe some of the kids have issues, you know, whatever it may be. And there's some unique things that we can address. And, you know, it, I think it also ties into that tax conversation. You know, in our industry, there's so much focus on the investments, and rightfully so. It's an important part and the risk, but, and fees, of course, but. There's usually so many tax strategies, Mm -hmm. you know, that folks can implement that can make a tremendous difference on the longevity of our dollars. And, you know, when we tie back to this topic, if my money lasts longer, then I don't have to worry about running out of wealth. And then as we're finding from these studies, it it can positively affect your lifestyle, you know. So there's so much you can do. And we have some great classes coming up. Um, I know we've got some emails over the week about our classes in May being filled. And again, I I apologize for that. They're filling up quicker and quicker nowadays. And with the schedule, I'm just not able to do them as often as we used to. But we have some great – we're going to be out in Delafield in June for folks that have the ability to join us. On June 19th and 20th, we'll be at the Water Street Brewery in Delafield. You can register for those classes at wealthwisconsin.com. That's wealthwisconsin.com. Or you can call the office at 414-409-7226. That's 414-409-7226. But but please do register ahead of time. Um, You know, I think health care, Brad, is really one of the biggest expenses in retirement. If you can stay healthy, you can keep more money in your pockets, and health care expenses need to be a part of that plan.
2: And I think that's when we talk about that three-legged stool, that's why it's important to optimize Social Security. Yeah, you know, social security, having a plan for social security is one of the most important things you can do when retirement planning. That's because the the age at which you claim your benefits will impact you and possibly your spouse for the rest of your lives. Uh, Age 62 is the earliest you can claim social security, and it's the most popular age. You know, people will take it right away. Uh, If you do take Social Security early, you're locking yourself into about 75% of what your full benefit would be. So uh, you just want to sit down with somebody. When it comes to Social Security, if there's 500 different ways you can take something, there's got to be a way in there that works best for you. So if you sit down with somebody like us we will mathematically show you what is the most you can get versus if you take it right away and does waiting until 70 make sense there's break-even points and all sorts of stuff you have to think about so uh, we'd love to sit down with with you and and show you what that actually looks like I think it's such a challenging topic and it's a topic that folks just don't get it it's
1: really hard to find the information right you know there's not a lot of great resources and that's one of the topics we'll talk about at the class lately at the classes we've really been focused on really, I think, three main topics that have really been burning for people, and that's how do I maximize my Social Security, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, Brad, you'll take them through that. And for folks that come in, we'll give you a report that's customized to you to show you the hundreds of strategies available, which one is best for you. And I think required minimum distribution has become a challenge for folks. People don't know how to turn it on. Do I have to? What if I don't want the income? It's taxable. How do I deal with that? And then, of course, this new tax bill you know, pretty overwhelming, a lot of changes. Everybody's big question, right? What's in it for me? How's how's this deal going to affect me? So what's going to happen next year? How do I deal with that? And I think those are all all great questions. And after the break, Brad, I got a question this week from uh, uh, Kevin about Social Security. So after the break, let's address Kevin's questions. And um, you're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ.
0: Walking you through your retirement plan. Here's more of Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ.
1: Welcome back. You're with the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Hot topic today, Brad. Nobody wants to run out of money. How do we deal with that? And some pretty surprising data. How running out of money or having, you know, a big loss in our wealth in retirement really has a big impact on our health. And so we're really talking today about, you know, how can folks address the longevity of their dollars in retirement, how do they deal with those issues, that big concern that everybody has. So inevitably, we have better health, and, and we're all around to enjoy it for a lot longer. Right. But um, we got a great question this week, Brad, from Kevin about Social Security. And Kevin wrote in, and for folks that want to write it, we really encourage you to send your questions to us. It's radio at wealthwisconsin.com. It's radio at com. But Kevin wrote in it said, can I restrict my application for Social Security benefits and apply only for spouses' benefit while I delay filing for my own benefit? I know the government got rid of file and suspend, but is the restricted application still available? So a lot of technical Brad. terms in there to kind of sort through, but Brad, give give Kevin a hand
2: here. Yeah, it, it's a great question. The answer is it depends, right? It depends oh, Of Oh, on... Come on, Brad. <laughs> it depends on uh, what your birth date is. So um if you were born uh well here's the date so december 31st uh 2015. if you were 62 by december 31st 2015 you can still file what they call a restricted application and a restricted application just means you're going to go into the social security office and you're going to say i'm filing for social security but i'm not going to take my benefit yet i want to take a spousal benefit based off my spouse's earnings So the idea is you take the spousal benefit, and it's about half of what your spouse is entitled to at their full retirement age. So while you're taking that spousal benefit, your own benefit is going up 8% per year in the background. And then at 70, you can go back to your own benefit, and now you've fully maximized it. So it's a great plan if you can still utilize it. Um, He was also talking about the file and suspend, which is completely gone so what that means is that now when you file a restricted application or take a spousal benefit off of your spouse they have to have filed already so they have to be taking social security once they start their benefit that opens up a window for you to take that spousal benefit but it really just all comes down to if you were 62 by december 31st
1: 2015. yeah big date Uh, a lot lot changed there and i think you know folks know there's some issues with solvency of social security and I'd imagine we're going to see more changes over the coming years. Hopefully, my hopes is that they make changes for younger generations. I, one of my, I guess, areas uh, of contention with what they did there is, A, they didn't you know literally in the middle of the night, right. You know, which was hard for folks. And it affected some people that were just about to utilize that strategy but weren't quite old enough, sometimes even by a couple of weeks or a couple of months. Yeah, we had to make a lot of phone calls that week yeah it was difficult, so make sure make sure you again you 're looking at that and making that part of your income plan. I think another thing for folks when it comes to health and wealth is considering long term care. life expectancy for men and women has increased more than ten percent since two thousand and ten, and that means living longer is also going to cost us more there 's a you know a financial part to that, and statistics also show seventy percent of sixty five year olds will require some form of long term care at some point later in their life. And those expenses and the need for long-term care, either insurance or you know trust to deal with that issue or alternative products really vary from person to person depending on their overall health and life expectancy. But the average cost today in our area is more than $90,000. Average stays about two and a half years. So an insurance policy can be a way to deal with that, traditional long-term care insurance where there's now also alternative products. Mm-hmm. Some problems that folks have with long-term care, they say, boy, what if I'm that percentage that doesn't use, and all that money's out the window. So nowadays, there's life insurance that has long-term care riders. Just means there's a long-term care benefit, but if we don't end up using it, then the money transfers to your family income tax-free. There's annuities that have kind of balloons that double or sometimes triple if we wind up in a nursing home. If we don't, mm-hmm. we can take the money out later in life or it passes to family. so... There are some alternatives, but I think it's important that you address it. It's one of those topics you don't want to stick your head in the sand and ignore it. I also got a question in this week, Brad, from Bob, and he was curious about coming to a class, Mm -hmm. but he was afraid that there was some type of obligation or something. So I just wanted to reiterate to folks, if you want to come out, join us for one of the upcoming classes. You can always see the upcoming schedule. In June, we're going to be talking about required minimum distributions, maximizing Social Security, and how to deal with this new tax code. And you can see those at the website at wealthwisconsin.com. Next week, you know, summer, I hope is here to stay. You never know, Wisconsin, but hopefully is here to stay and might be the time to take it easy, but not too easy, or you might fall victim to a scam. So I want to talk about some of the common scams targeting seniors this summer, and how to protect your money. Thanks for spending your Saturday with us. This is the Retirement Ready Show on
0: WTMJ. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during Retirement Ready are solely that of the hosts or guests of Drake & Associates and not WTMJ Radio or Scripps Media Incorporated.